Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. A new commandment I give you love one another as I have loved you. So, um, by this, all will know that you are my disciples. Because it's good we got a new command, because after you've mastered the other commands of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, you need something challenging, right? Like, love one another as I have loved you, which is pretty deep love, self-sacrificing love, great love, love that, that starts going beyond boundaries of, of who is neighbor and who is, uh, you know, all of, all of the rest, like, like the, the parable of the Good Samaritan when, he, when uh, the lawyer said, uh, then who is my neighbor seeking to justify himself? And Jesus told him a story about who your neighbor might be, um, even, even Samaritans. But now it's very clear, right? You're to love one another as I have loved you. And this is the new command for the church. And really the, the command um, by which the church is, is meant to operate. And not just the church here, right? Uh, not just the parish church, not just people within the parish church, although that's a good place to start, that we might love one another as Jesus loves us, but also um, the way that churches love and interact with themselves instead of finding various little nitpicky things that set them apart of other churches, um, making them either clean or unclean sort of leads into that passage from, from Acts, right? Um, we, we all can sit and imagine those things that are clean and unclean, that have been determined to be clean or unclean, either by the church or by the world or by society at large. This is clean or this is unclean. And, and Peter has this vision. Right, this vision of, of, of sheep coming down from heaven with a variety of animals um, in it and saying, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, I'm not going to do that. And then um, three times uh, God says, you need to do this, right? Um, Peter says, I'm, I, I won't, I've never eaten anything profane and God, or unclean. And God says, don't, don't call what's unclean what I've made clean. Don't call what's unclean that I've made clean. It took three times, again, for Peter. Peter Three times is, seems to be a theme with Peter. But before we make fun of Peter, I might be, have to be told more than three times occasionally. So um, three would be a good, a good win, I feel like, for me in this situation. Uh, but, but in this, 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 this passage that really is just the summary of, of chapter 10, um, Peter goes up and, and he goes to the house of Cornelius and preaches to Cornelius, who's a Gentile, and his family. And the Holy Spirit comes 
in the midst of the sermon and indeed uh, Cornelius is baptized and, and Peter says and this is what was said right this he gives now an, an exposition basically of of, of uh, John the Baptist's uh, message of salvation which is I baptize you with water but one who's coming after you will baptize with the Holy Spirit and this is what's happening this is what is taking place that that even the Gentiles are receiving this gift of life. This isn't something that came just for us. And it says those of the circumcision party were silenced, at least for the moment, silenced, and many began to praise God. Indeed, that the love of God has come into the world. The Spirit of God has come into the world. And so we have in these passages um, this, this real sort of uh, summary of the mission and vision of the church encapsulated, which is the mission and vision of the church is meant to be uh, centrifugal and centripetal. That is, we're called to go out into the world proclaiming the message of God, pro proclaiming that indeed you are clean, that the Spirit of God has fallen upon you, that the Spirit of God is for you, that God's love has permeated this world and is for you, that the repentance and forgiveness of sin is available for all. But we're also called to be that, that place of, of centripetal force that, that attracts people because of our love. For one another and our love for the world that our love like Jesus might might live in us and through us a love that's 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 self-sacrificing and really needs to be a love a new commandment um, rather because I know I've said this before but it bears repeating love loving your neighbor as yourself Sometimes I don't always love myself so much, so loving my neighbor isn't really that hard. But loving you like Jesus loves me, now that puts a whole bigger level, right? Because I know how much Jesus has loved me. Enough to die for me. Enough to come from heaven for me. Enough to go ascend to the Father for me to intercede on my behalf. Always interceding on my behalf. That's the kind of love that I'm to have for you, that you're to have for me, that we're to have for one another, that we're to have for the world. There's, there's a saying, I'll try not to butcher it, if, if the world hates you because of Jesus, that's all right. But if the world hates Jesus because of you, that's a problem. And too often in the church, we are the problem, right? The world hates Jesus because of us, because we're not demonstrating love for one another, and we're not demonstrating love in our families, and we're not demonstrating love between churches. And 
Even though you might think there's a big difference between St. Matthias and Grace Calvary in Clarksville, the world probably doesn't. Or you might think there's a big difference between St. Matthias and the Point, or the Methodist Church, or the Baptist Church, or the Catholic Church. The world is like, do you not all follow this guy Jesus? Right? Isn't that what you do? So if we can't show love for one another, how will the world be open to receive that love and that grace? How will they know that healing presence and power and forgiveness and blessing? So this is the call that Jesus puts out to his disciples and really is called that he puts out to the church at large. A new command I give you, love one another as I want you. And go, go to those whom the world has declared unfit. Go to the, those who the world has declared less than. Go to those who the world has cast out Declare healing and grace and blessing. Because this is the role of what the church is to be. William, not William, of course. Now, now I'm going to mess up my names, and it's not Willow Willimon. He's the Archbishop of Canterbury before, um, back in the 1800s. There's a will in there. Well, there's a will, there's a way. But he said that the, the primary mission of the church is the only organization where, where the, the church is the, the only organization where the primary vision and mission is not for its members, but for those who aren't its members, for those on the outside. This is the mission of the church. We are called to... Uh, go out into the world and be a light and blessing to the world. We're called to love one and care for one another within the church and bring and welcome those who come into the church with grace and love and, and, that, sort of, and that sort of lay down your life love, but always remembering that our role also is to make sure that those who are on the outside know that love as well that spirit as well, that life as well. So this is the new command that we have before us to bring forth this intense, powerful love. And by this, people will know who we belong to. And by this, I pray, uh, we'll not get in the way of the world knowing and loving Jesus. They may respond to that love. They may see that love through us and in us and come and draw near to the grace that's in Jesus Christ. Amen.